1: Let's get back to You Better, You Bet, presented by MGM on the BetQL Network.
0: You Better, You Bet, presented by Bet MGM. P.J. Glasser, Ryan Horvat, with you here on a Tuesday, filling in for Nick and Ken, who will be back tomorrow. Ryan and I, you can watch us over on watchstadium.com backslash live. We are there right now. We're also still on twitch.tv slash betql and YouTube backslash odyssey sports and you can continue watching us on sirius channel 160 and sirius xm 205 ryan before we get to the nfc championship game uh some more thoughts on the afc title game between the ravens and the chiefs and uh you know just Props that you like, anything like that?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's actually what I wanted to pick your brain on and ask you uh, this question really quickly. So I brought up, I like Gus Edwards' rushing yards. Bet it at 40 and a half. It's 41 and a half right now over at BetMGM, minus 120 to the under. And then I'm looking at Lamar's rushing yards. So this opened at 58 and a half in some shops, and we're out to 63 and a half, and it's minus 120 to the over, which makes sense, especially after what he did uh, you know, the playoff game, obviously, against the Texans. But what do you think? Because it opened at 57 and a half. We're up to 62 and a half and it's minus 120 to the over. I just feel like it's going to be obviously a popular uh, prop this weekend, but man, the Chiefs' run defense, we talked about, but they really struggle any run off tackle. That's why I do like Gus Edwards, 40 and a half I think is a soft number, so I do like that. But what do you think about Lamar just because they can't really defend anything off tackle or outside the tackle. They're dead last in expected points added per rush and they're 31st in success rate. So what do you think about Lamar in this game? Do you think that number is getting too high. I think it is.
0: I think it is. I think I actually like the rushing attempts better at 10.5, minus 105. Ooh,
1: wasn't that 9.5 yesterday?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's up to 10.5 now. I think I like that, man. Look, this is a game they're going to give Lamar the ball. I mean, he's going to want it. He there. There's a different energy about Lamar when he plays the Chiefs. Like, he takes it personally because— in his mind, he thinks he's the best quarterback in the NFL, but he knows that one guy on his level, if not better, is Mahomes. And he knows that to get to where he wants to go and win a Super Bowl, he's got to go through Mahomes. So he's going to want the ball in his hands on those days design zone run reads like if there's even a little bit of doubt in Lamar's mind that he has a crease he's gonna keep it whereas maybe in the regular season he'll just give it to the running back so I mean this is the AFC championship game right right? so Lamar is gonna go all out he had 11 rushes last week against the Texans and with you know the Chiefs ability and struggle stopping the run in the quarterback run I would look at the attempts 63 and a half I mean uh, that number feels about right. That's a little too high. Gus Edwards almost kind of worries me, too. I think I like Justice Hill more so than Gus. Um, Justice has been really good here. Like, ever since Keaton Mitchell got hurt, it's been really good. Yeah. And I wonder, you know, when Dalvin Cook busted off that run in the fourth quarter, if that cuts into Gus's um, production a little bit. Gus will obviously still be the goal line guy. He could get you a touchdown or two. But Justice Hill has kind of been their big play back. He's the guy that's been getting them um, the 20, 25-yard runs. Gus is just kind of like three, four yards every single time. So I would more so like Justice than I would uh, would like Gus Edwards. Um, I, I like your Mahomes play at 25-and-a-half. I think that's that's a good number. Yeah. P- Pacheco, 64-and-a-half. I think I like the under there. I do. I think the Chiefs throw the ball in this game. I really do.
1: Yeah, I do too. Even at 62 and a half, you know what, man? It might be chalky. I'm taking Lamar rushing yards. I'm looking at it. Kansas City 28th in success rate allowed on zone read and design quarterback rushes. Lamar 5.9 yards per carry on runs off tackle or outside the tackles. Yeah, we're going to go. We're going to go with uh, a little Lamar rushing yards in this game. Also leads the league in scrambles, forced the most missed tackles on those scrambles. So I think it's going to be a big game for Lamar. And uh, unfortunately, I can't take back my Gus prop, So I'm sticking with (laughs) them. What do you like in the NFC Championship?
0: NFC Championship game. Um, So this is also a game where I really like props. I don't really have much thoughts on the side or total. I lean towards the under in the game. I can't bet it until I know what's up with Debo. He's just too important. Um, At the seven, just because of the number, I'd probably lean towards Detroit, but... You know, I'm just afraid that I was so bullish on San Francisco last week against Green Bay and Detroit's pass defense is even worse than the Packers was that I'm worried that the Niners are going to put in the performance against Detroit this week that I thought they would last week. So that kind of scares me. And if there's some recency bias, like I know Purdy didn't look great against the Packers, um, but man, San Francisco is still really, really good. Um... So I, I'm passing on the side in total. The props, though, I think this is going to be a Jamison-Williams game yeah. for the Detroit Lions because, as we know, the Niners struggle against the go ball. They struggle against speed receivers, and I think Williams is due for a big day, right? Everybody's going to be betting Aminra. They're going to be betting Laporta. But if you want an off-the-radar guy, I think this is a Jamison-Williams game. I like him at 27 27.5 a lot. How can you not bet Ayuk, though? at 80-and-a-half, and, like, that line is high for a reason. Ayuk's usually in, like, the 60s. For him to be in the 80s, that's telling you something. I know, like, Debo being banged up is built into that. Look at the last three games the number one receivers have had going up against the Lions. Justin Jefferson, insane game. Puka, Mike Evans. I mean, these three guys have just gone nuts. So, I think Ayuk's going to have a big day. I think he goes for 100-plus. Yeah. So, those are the receivers I'm targeting. I think this is an Ayuk game, and... uh I I like Jameson Williams a lot, man. I bet his longest reception over, I bet over 27 and a half, and I bet him anytime touchdown as well.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on Jameson Williams. That was actually the first bet that I placed in this game, uh, first prop that I bet. 27 and a half, it's minus 120 over at BetMGM, so I like that. I actually took Sam Laporta, this is scary, I took under five and a half. That's juice now, minus 155. You could shop around for different prices, of course, but I just think that San Francisco is going to be able to take away the middle of the field. I mean... Sam Laporta could easily clear this number in the first half. Oh, I mean, sure. he set every tight end rookie record for Detroit this season, but I just think, man, with Fred Warner and with Greenlaw in the middle of the field, that limits what he could do. And I'm with you Jamison Williams. And then uh, the other one that I like in this one was Christian McCaffrey over 35 and a half receiving yards, opened at 33 and a half. If Debo plays, This one might be dead, but I don't know that they're going to be able to run the ball against Detroit. Detroit's defense does two things pretty well. They could stop the run. They're top five against the run, and then they could get after the quarterback. So I think they're going to blitz a lot. Brock Purdy is actually pretty good against the blitz. You know, as long as Trent Williams is 100% in this game, which it looks like he's fully healthy, obviously, right now. So I I think Purdy's going to have some time, and I think he's going to have a bounce back game. It's not like this game's going to be in the rain, like the game against Green Bay. And if you look without Debo in the lineup, he only missed two games this season. McCaffrey had 51 receiving yards and then 64 receiving yards. Even if he plays, man, with a shoulder injury, he's not going to be 100%. They're most likely winning this game. They're seven-point favorites. So I like McCaffrey again, 51 and 64 receiving yards. The two games without Debo, even if Debo plays, I like this. And I look at the matchup. It's Jack Campbell, who's 78th out of 79th uh, for linebackers and pro football focused coverage grades. It's Derek Barnes. Um, so I think this is a really good matchup for McCaffrey in the receiving game. So over 35 and a half receiving yards. But I love that Jamison Williams play. I'm glad I'm glad you brought that
0: up. I'm with you. Yeah, love JMO this week. I also like Jared Goff over one and a half rushing yards. Last week against Tampa it was a half a rushing yard. He had six. Uh he had like a seven-yard scramble, he had a couple QB sneaks. Dan Campbell, as we know, is as aggressive as a head coach as there is in the NFL. And they're starting to QB sneak the ball a lot with Jared Goff. So I think that could help us get over this one and a half. And if he's going to have opportunities to go for it instead of punt it, he knows he's going to need to score to beat San Francisco. So I like Goff over the one and a half rushing yards. Obviously, kneel downs could hurt us a little bit. But uh, I think that's a good play there. I'm trying to look for other things in like the rushing statistics guys I like. I think it's more so a Jameer Gibbs than, uh, like, at this point in the season, you got to roll with your guys, man. And I know for the Lions, for most of the season, it's been a one-two punch with Montgomery and Gibbs. But Gibbs is clearly the better back. I mean, the all-around all back, rushing, receiving. Like, you got to roll with him. So, yeah. I uh, I think Gibbs is an interesting look if you want to do the uh, rushing and receiving combination it's 75 and a half I think he could be a good look
1: and you know what like when we talk about San Francisco we're always like well San Francisco could get after the quarterback and they're really good against the run they're actually not really good against the run they're 24th and rushing success rate nobody ever talks about that though because they're usually playing from ahead I mean they played the second easiest schedule in the league next only the Saints this season so they've been beating up on teams but I mean they're not really built to be they're built to play with the lead so I mean like I think a lot of people were shocked what Aaron Jones was able to do on the ground. Had another 100-yard rushing game. We both took unders mm-hmm. on Aaron Jones. So I think this is a big Gibbs game. And that's a soft number. Open at 44-and-a-half. And, a half. and uh, I think he's the more explosive back. I like Montgomery. I took over six and a half receiving yards for Montgomery because that could be one reception. And I think that Goff's going to have to check down in this game. So at a soft number, I like that. And then with Gibbs, I actually went under the receiving yards. Over on the rushing yards. I think this is going to be a big Gibbs game, but on the ground, and that's why that's moved up a little bit. 47.5 rushing yards. It's minus 115 both ways. I didn't do anything like with Montgomery uh, under or anything, but 43.5, I'm just going to stay away. like the receiving yards a little bit better. Who do you think has... The coaching advantage in this game, as crazy as that sounds, because I love Kyle Shanahan. I know, but
0: playoff Shanahan is a real thing, Like, what the hell
1: was he thinking at the end of the first half? And also, like, what the hell was he thinking? Like, dude, you beat Green Bay, like, since 1998, you beat them the same way. You target the middle of the field, yeah, but you run the ball on them. Christian McCaffrey, they, like, completely went away from the run. It was a rainy game. Uh, you didn't have Debo Samuel and for whatever reason, they kept dropping Purdy back against yep. that defense. I would have just kept running the ball with McCaffrey. I could tell you how that would have ended. And uh, yeah, it's just, he's not aggressive. He's not the best in-game decision maker. And Dan Campbell's aggressive as hell. And Ben Johnson's a great play caller. So like Shanahan, obviously the play designer, the play caller, great offensive mind. But yeah, you said it, man in big games. I don't know. I don't think the coaching drop off. I don't think it's, as big of a mismatch as we thought, like, coming into the year. Dan Campbell against Kyle Shanahan, as crazy as that sounds. I mean,
0: that's why a play that I like is Brock Purdy to throw an interception is plus 105. Like, Shanahan in these big games, for whatever reasons, when they played against the Ravens on Christmas Day, last week against Green Bay, he, he doesn't run the ball. And it's like he forgets that he has the best running back in football. Um, and especially if Debo's banged up and – you know, you play against the Lions, you certainly can attack them through the air. They had an intercept, they had two interceptions last week against Baker. Plus 105, man. Purdy looked shaky for a lot of that game. And I know it was raining. It should be better this week. Should out have three Clara. picks in that game. You should have. I, mean, I mean, if you have better
1: safeties out there. I
0: mean, plus 105? Like, I mean, plus money for that, I, I think it's a really good play. Uh, passing attempts, too, for Jared Goff, 35.5. I think that's too low, man. I think it is. Now, it's going to be interesting to see the Lions' game plan. I thought the Packers' game plan in the first half was so good. Their best defense was their offense because they just chewed up the entire first half. I mean, that first drive was oh, yeah. like the first drive against Dallas where they took half the quarter. All three of their drives in the first half were just chewing up like seven, eight minutes clock. It was perfection so the Lions will try to do the same thing we know they like running the ball they take pride in their offensive line you obviously don't want to drop back a ton and you know let Chase Young and Nick Bosa tee off on you but Jared Goff's just cooking right now and you you know and you just you can't turn the ball around and you can't run it every play against San Francisco you got to be able to throw and like we talked about you can move the ball on their corners and take some shots on them. So I like the golf pass attempts, at 35 and a half.
1: And if they could run the ball, man, if they could fire up that run game, there's not a better quarterback off play action than Jared right. Goff. Not great on like classic dropbacks, but really good off play action. I think they'll up the usage a little bit if they're able to. Not that you have to run the ball to hit him with play action, but. It definitely helps, and I think they're going to be able to. Good point, too. Like Green Bay, that's what they did the second half of the season. They didn't play from behind. That's why they got that winning streak going, and that's because Matt LaFleur became more aggressive, took the ball first, put pressure on teams, was able to run the ball, and if you look at like their pace, I mean, they walk to the line of scrimmage. Jordan Love snapping the ball with like two seconds left on the play clock. That's what I would do if I'm Detroit in this game. I don't do anything really up-tempo. I agree. I take the ball first. I run the ball with Gibbs and Montgomery. I hit them with some play action. I eat the clock. I Mean it's easy to say. I mean, all that takes for that to be screwed up is Nick Bosa gets after Goff on one of those dropbacks and there's and there and there's a fumble or, you know, they pick off Goff or something like that. But that's what I would do. I would take the ball first, I'd be aggressive as hell. Cause you know Shanahan's not. He's just not aggressive in these games, man. He gets the tight cheeks in these games.
0: I agree. I, I think you're talking and I was leaning this way. I think if you like the Lions to keep it close or win the game, I think it correlates to the under. As crazy as that sounds, but I just, I think the Lions will need to chew clock, you know? Yeah. Like, I think they'll need to win a game like Green Bay should have won. Like, they'll need to win, like, a 24-21 kind of game somewhere in that neighborhood. I don't know if they can win a 35-31 shootout against San Francisco. And,
1: dude, I know that, and, yeah, and McCaffrey only, only, he had 17 carries against the Packers, but for 98 yards, he was almost averaging six yards per carry. And I know that's skewed a little bit because he didn't have the 39-yard touchdown run, but there was no reason to go away from that. I agree. And... It is tougher to run against Detroit, obviously, so I do think this will be a big purdy game, but even if it's a purdy game, man, most of that's like checkdowns, quick throws. He's getting rid of the ball under three seconds. Right. You know what I mean? And with Detroit, I think they are going to run the ball. 51, I know that Detroit's past defense has been brutal, and you could hit you know, San Francisco with some explosive plays down the field, but 51's a lot of points for a playoff game. I mean, Everybody liked the over in that San Francisco-Green Bay game, and I know there was weather, there was rain, but... It's a lot of points for a playoff game, man. Fifty one for two teams that like to run the ball. Two teams I was gonna say two teams with great offensive lines. One team with a great left tackle, the Niners, and then one team with a really good offensive line and the Lions, man. Yeah. It's gonna be a physical game.
0: I agree with you. Kind of like Jared Goff under one and a half passing touchdowns at like plus one sixty five. Cause again, if the Lions are gonna keep it close, I think it'll be lower scoring. We know Montgomery or Gibbs score at least one or two touchdowns every game. Um So minus 105 for golf under one and a half passing touchdowns. Kind of like that. Brock Purdy under one and a half passing touchdowns is plus 165. That's
1: scary against that pass defense though, man. He might have two touchdowns in the first quarter. He might. And I just, yeah, I'm going to end up playing the Niners in this game. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. I liked it at six and a half. I don't think we get back there, but if we do, it's going to be a big play for me. Everybody's going to like Detroit. Yeah. I think the Niners bounce back after what they look like against Green Bay. BetMGM playoff specials on the other
0: side. You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM.
1: We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by (laughs) BetMGM. On the BetQL Network.